Japan is renowned worldwide for its automobile industry. Toyota is a major powerhouse here, and it guides a lot of what's going on technically and economically. There's been a lot of movement going on in the automobile industry, and it's important because it bleeds into other areas. Let's explore this just a little bit more deeply. What do you think, Michael? Takata is suffering a big loss in the United States. Well, it's been fined, and it's, they're going to be paying it over the uh, next five years, so in terms of their results, it's not necessarily going to directly hit them very hard, but they have accepted that they w did misbehave by not reporting the problems with their airbags, mm -hmm. that there were, they were aware of the injuries and the fatalities that occurred from airbags that were just too packed with explosives that would just knock people out or shower them with shrapnel or, or injure them in some way. In that, of course, these are devices that are supposed to be saving lives. In, in some cases, they took them. Right. Takeda is the largest airbag manufacturer in Japan. It services Toyota, Honda, all of the big automobile makers. There are probably, in, in some of the more expensive cars, maybe six or seven airbags in any one individual car. That's right. And the, the, it is a huge company internationally. And it grew, uh, as uh, it now ruse, by acquisitions. So it did not have the quality control that it wanted. It was becoming a huge company with many different kinds of international operations. The problems appeared in the United States, uh, but the uh, manufacturing yeah. arm that is, that is being hit the hardest is the one back here back at home. Right. So the United States government has filed suit against the company. And, but they've settled it. With they've this settled it. $70 million initially. paid over a couple of tranches, and then potentially there are more dues to be paid if they don't meet certain requirements. They're, they're, they're up for a big bill. Mm -hmm. And of course, all of these different vehicles have to be recalled by all the different manufacturers, which has led to the developments having to do with the relationships that Takata has, mm -hmm. in that these relationships are being broken. Honda Motors will no longer have them as a supplier, and the other majors are all pulling away. That's a major slap in the face. I mean, the Keiretsu system was the foundation for major manufacturing, not just uh, the automobiles, but electronics. It was kind of like in-time servicing, in-time provision of parts and services for any of these manufacturers. The Japanese kind of honed that to a fine art. Yeah, and here, in the, this is a case of, of one of the specialists. It, it actually specialized in, in one particular kind of component and would deliver the component in a single, in a single uh, form to mm -hmm. many different, uh, different of the uh, manufacturers. Now, it's, I don't know how, whether the company is even viable now, considering the, the judgment that it's accepted and its uh, position with the, the major manufacturers. We'll see. It may be such a big company and, and such an important supplier that it will survive just on momentum alone. What is going to happen, though, is that we're going to be seeing a lot of further opportunities for foreign manufacturers to get into the parts complexes of companies such as Toyota. They're already pretty much a big part of mm -hmm. Nissan. 
and, but also getting into Honda, which has also been somewhat nationalist in its, its outlook. We should talk, though, about the, even Toyota having uh, a breakdown in its Keiretsu kind of relationship. It is, it, it is the one company, because of its massive global sales and its great success, which has been able to retain this network of suppliers, which it owns a piece of. The Keiretsu system is basically founded on cross-shareholding relationships, um, you know, I scratch your back, you scratch my back, you move your production facilities closer to me. Or inside my own factory. Right. And that these relationships are long-lasting. They involve a tremendous amount, not only of flows of workers, but flows of information between them, that their books are open to each other, that they are able to work as separate companies, yes, on the surface, but inside the, the which, who belongs to what, it, it can depend on the color of the caps that they wear. Right, highly efficient um, management control is is done, um, you know, very effectively uh, over drinks sometimes. And, and if just... you want to change something, you call, you just can quickly work it out with the Keiretsu partner. That being said, uh, the major movement in world economics is toward componentization, where right. uh, not just parts, but actual assembled components are in put into vehicles. Mm -hmm. And with that, that kind of know-how involves not just hardware, but software. And that's where this breakdown is now supposedly happening in the Toyota Keiretsu system. You know, Toyota just dominates so much about Japan. It's kind of like people have this image that there's lifelong employment here in Japan or that people work in these massive factories for the rest of their lives. And that's not true. I mean, it's it's interesting, and the, the big fellows do it that way, but the vast majority of the Japanese economy is not big companies. It's small and medium enterprises. But this Keiretsu system, I mean, for that to break down, there's got to be a replacement mold for it because it has dominated how business has been done in the big industries. Well, the, Toyota has been managing to do it, even though it is not one of the historically great companies. Mm -hmm. When you're talking about the historical great Keiretsu, you're talking about Mitsui Mitsubishi. or Mitsubishi, which started out in the 19th century. Toyota is a, is a more recent, and in, Jap in Japan, more recent means the 1920s. Right. Uh, we're not talking about a Cisco Systems kind of recent. We're talking about something that's less than a century old right. in terms of, of, of its economic dominance. Nevertheless, it has been very successful in maintaining this system of Keiretsu, mm -hmm. much more so than even the traditional. Mitsubishi, of course, is still making cars, but it has always been in relationships with others. Toyota is really, the Nagoya area and, the, and Toyota City, I mean, it has its own city, yes. uh, is very much dominated by this one entity, Toyota Motors, and all of its subsidiaries, and then all of the Keiretsu, so that the area around Nagoya is basically to is Toyota land. And that kind of relationship is not something you find anywhere else in the world. Now, with uh, supposedly German companies coming in with their well-engineered and also w reasonably priced components, the Keiretsu relationships are breaking down. The seams are beginning to show, aren't they? Yeah, and the thing is about, about the, the workers and about that is that it's been particularly confusing here because Toyota and Akio Toyoda, 
not Toyota, Toyota and Hoyoda, the Toyodas are the, the family that dominate it. Akio Toyoda has been such an obvious supporter of, of Shinzo Abe. Mm-hmm. And it's just it, not quite out, over his shoulder whenever he's talking to businessmen, but pretty much. Uh, that there has been this association of big business, it's a business with the Abe administration so far. That is something that it really, it should be kind of jibe. That, you know, there should be some kind of conflict because they always talk about innovation and right. they always talk about entrepreneurship. But when you see who's behind this administration, it's all the big business groups. Right. And that yep. is uh, something that the government well, it's probably going to say, "Oh, you're going, you're buying stuff German. Good." Mm-hmm. But in, instead of being nationalist, which you would be think would be their first response, right? Well, Germany has its own branding issues. The VW um, incident is really it's deep and it it goes all the way to the top. And, and, here, is, and here in, in in Japan, the the Schindler right uh, uh, elevators yeah. and door issues are are just out of control. Right. Let's talk about why. There is so much anger directed at Takata in the United States. What was it about them that generated such a huge fine and potentially, you know, $200 million? Well, ask Toyota Motors about mm-hmm. that. Ask them about the United States Congre- Congress and its uh, investigations. Mm-hmm. Well, ask Hillary Clinton about congressional investigations for that matter. The process within the United States of assigning and finding blame and the ability of victims to go directly to Congress and for it to become a big news item, basically sank Takada. Mm-hmm. That it had problems, but on the same scale that GM had in terms of its automobiles. But for GM, it was able to roll over, so to speak, its problems. But in the case of Takada, it, it, it's a Japanese company. And just like when Toyota had these problems with supposedly sudden acceleration, mm-hmm. it just be, snowballed into an absolutely devastating PR hit, even though at the end of the day, in, case, in the case of Toyota, unlike Takata, there really was never any evidence that any of this ever existed. Well, that's why this is a burning issue for us right now, because cracks are being evident in this, this facade of Japanese technical invincibility. I mean, an airbag shooting out shrapnel, and when they are criticized for it or when they're told and given the evidence, they're dragging their feet. And I think this just really made people question, you know, Japanese credibility and Japanese sincerity. And I think that's perhaps one of the issues behind uh, the large fine and and the, the probably the company crushing damage that the Takeda will will survive, uh, yeah. suffer. Well, in this case, the the government will not. We're 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 primarily interested in the in the political issue, and even though big business is behind the Abe government, the government can walk this one back by saying, "Aha! Here is another example of where our new governance laws mm-hmm. and our new rules for corporations would have made a difference." Right. And I'm sure we're going to hear, as every scandal comes up the government will say, see, this is why we need right. these things, and we in the Abe administration, we're up on this, we know it's important, and we've been pushing it through the investment programs that the government runs, including the pension funds. Mm-hmm. That's their out in this one, right. and they're going to get out of this. Whether there was any kind of collusion between Japanese bureaucrats and, the, and Takata to 
camouflage the results that were coming in of these these failures, I'm pretty sure that the government's going to get away with it. Right. Well, I don't know if they would have practiced the same kind of tactics or foot dragging in Japan that they practice in the United States. Well, it's certainly if, if, if the company that had problems was let's say a German company or an American company here in Japan, you can be sure the regulators and the bureaucrats would be all over it mm -hmm. and basically putting it out of business. As we've seen so many times in the financial right. uh, markets here that strangely the only people who ever get busted are Citicorp or, right. or, or, or UBS or some car or, uh, in, foreign entity is always found to be in violation. Right. Uh, it's, it's almost a joke. You, mm -hmm. you, you say, okay, you're targeting the foreign, foreign community. Here, a very big internationalized Japanese company blows it, so to speak, right. on, the, on the international scale. Uh, and yet, there was no mention of it here. Right. Well, speaking about blowing it, it's not just Toyota and, and Takeda and, and companies like that. Also, Akibono Brake has been caught, you know, Tickling the numbers. Well, Mitsubishi has been caught with fooling around. Toshiba has been caught with fooling around with the numbers. Right. That all we we have a constant string of misbehavior. Mm -hmm. So to think that there's some kind of samurai honesty ethic at work here is uh, a bit naive. Mm -hmm. uh, th this is, these are companies, and they're trying to cut costs, and they're trying to cut corners. Right. With that, we, I think we pretty much plumbed this story. Okay, well with that, let's wrap it up and move on to our next one.